Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour, everybody. Glad to have you with us on the Super Talk Radio Network this afternoon. Online, wherever you're tuned in, supertalkhattiesburg.com, perhaps. Supertalklaurel.com. Supertalksouthwestmississippi.com. We don't care where you tune in. We're just glad you're with us. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place to cater your holiday gathering. Dickies can set you up. They call them now, though. They're getting uh, booked up pretty fast. That's because it's so good. Dickies Barbecue Pit here in Hattiesburg. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studio in Oak Grove this afternoon. Bob Kelly and the super intern, uh, Luke, out today. Full show. We're going to be hearing from uh, Lady Eagle basketball players Lauren Gross and Malia, Malia Grayson a little later on the show. Patrick McGee and Nathan uh, will reminisce about the latest Saints debacle. Mm. But first, we want to talk men's basketball as the Golden Eagles just continue this incredible role. 64-54 winners over a good Montana Grizzly basketball team to go 8-0 and on the season. Joining us uh, here on the Super Talk Eagle Hour is Isaiah Carson, one of the coaches on the basketball team. And uh, Coach, I know when you guys uh, all got together, you joined the staff, you brought in these new players. I know that expectations were really high, but here's, here's the question of the day. Did you really expect to be eight and zero? <laughs> yeah, and I say that in a way um, we we knew we were going to have, we were going to have a tough non conference schedule, uh, but with the pieces that we brought in, uh, with the experience that these guys have, um, along with the talent and the want pieces that we have remaining coming back, we knew that we would have a good squad um, early in the summer before we even got to playing. The approach of these guys in the summer, day-to-day, and the work they've been putting in the offseason help us gain more confidence knowing that we were prepared for our non-conference schedule. Because um, these guys, just they just work. They work every day, and this is a result of what we put in in the offseason and day-to-day in preparation is our 8-0 start right now. Here's an observation I had of the basketball team last night. Uh is that they're on the floor, they're always communicating with one another, they're talking to each other, they're pointing in different directions when they know one of them needs to be uh, in a different place. There seems to be an unusual chemistry among these kids. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, just the camaraderie of these guys, I mean, it's a testament off the court, uh, the relationship that these guys have. Um, is what you see on the court and how they communicate with each other in a day-to-day. So outside of practice, 
you see these guys together uh, going to the cafeteria, spending time with each other. Um, we do a, job, a good job of that as a coaching staff, uh, cultivating that. Uh, we try to spend time together outside of the basketball court to help build that chemistry and what you see. Coach Carson, last night the Grizzlies came in here, really a, a much bigger team than your team. And I thought, certainly I'm not very well educated in the game of basketball, but it seemed to me that, that their size was was a little bit problematic for you guys. How, how did you deal with, with uh, Montana size and the fact that the, the big men for the Grizzlies could also shoot and make three-point shots? Absolutely, Kelly. Uh, Montana, a really big team, a tough basketball team. Uh, we played them last year, so it wasn't our first matchup with them. And a team that prized themselves on the defensive end. Um, so with us, the calendar, uh, we our, our preparation going into it and what we were preaching and we telling our guys, we got to be physical. If we consider us as a tough basketball team and label ourselves as gritty, we need to display that tonight. And that was one of our keys going into the game is to match the physicality and play big. So, yes, they were big, Kelly, um, but uh, we, we have size as well. We got Tyler Mormon. Six uh, nine returner. We got DeAndre Pinkney with size. Felipe Haas, six uh, ten. So we have we have size as well. Uh, we just told our guys we need to match it, um, and that's what we went out and did. Man, and I thought I thought Ivory played terrific last night mm-hmm. off the bench. And I know Coach Ladner talked with John Cox after the game about that. What what got into him last night? Well, listen, Kelly. We got a deep, a pretty deep roster, man, compared to the previous years where we wasn't as deep as someone was to, was to go down. And Donovan Ivory, like we were talking right before we got on, got on, he came from Green Bay, Wisconsin, where he was a starter. Um, and he had multiple 20-point games at Green Bay, Wisconsin. I mean, I believe one, one game last year, he had 27. Um, so he, he's a capable scorer. What we saw yesterday is something – we knew what we had in him in the recruiting process. Um, that's something that he's capable of doing. Um, and that just goes to show how deep we are this year with this team, um, that we have multiple guys that we can plug and play um, with our injuries that we're down with right now. Yeah, and that, that's where I was going next. Uh, how soon will <laughs> Neftali be back in the, in the lineup, or do we know at this point? Uh, we're not exactly showing the timetable. Uh, we're shooting for... Uh, return back to conference play, and it could be earlier than that. He's uh, actually working out. He's back moving, as you can see sometimes in a warm-up line. He's warming up. So you guys are seeing that he he, he look, looks pretty fine. And all right, and we're just trying to get him back to play at the high level that you know got, you see us play at, getting up and down defensively um, and pushing the basketball. So he's not far off. Um, he, he's making progress. Final question I've got, Coach Carson. You can tell I'm, I'm yes, stoked about, about the way things are, are going with the basketball program. But one of the, the key statistics that has jumped out to all of us at the early part of the season is you guys have almost been machine-like in taking care of the basketball. I mean, single-digit turnover numbers are Four crazy. Four turnovers. Is, is that all there was? Right. Four last yes. night. I mean, that's just unheard of. So how is that happening? Or not well, happening, whatever the case may be. Well, <laughs> well coming with experience, taking pride in the basketball. We have a, a lot of guys with experience that are our main ball hitter, Austin Crowley, transfer from Ole Miss, mm-hmm. who played some part-time point guard last year at Ole Miss. Um, we got Mo Arnold, point guard, who has experience going into his third year. 
Um, you got Felipe Haas, DeAndre Pinkney, guys that play at a high level with a lot of experience, and they take pride in the basketball and volume on the ball, which in, in return you see that our assisted turnover ratio, we're ranked number 48 going into yesterday's game, top 50 in the country, and assisted turnover ratio at 1.3. So um, that's something we pride ourselves in, not only on our defensive end, but value on the basketball, executing the offense. Um, and Mo Arnold's the head of that, averaging 3.5 assists, man. And I tip my head off to him. Uh, we mentioned Donovan <clears throat> Ivory, 6 of 9 from the field last night, 20 points, 7 of 7 from the free throw line. So he really he really brought some juice to the game uh, off the bench. Another observation I had last night, Coach, I'd like to get your reaction. Was the big student attendance, how loud and enthusiastic <laughs> they were, uh, that's got to be really good for the team. And I noticed when the game was over, several of your players went up and got in the stands with the students, I guess showing their appreciation uh, for the volume they brought to the arena last night. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Our guys were ecstatic, man. We're appreciative of uh, the student section, not only the student section, but our fans out there that now that we're going 8-0, that they're coming out to support. And we, we need you guys. And that's the atmosphere we want to create at home um, to make it a difficult place to play. Um, I'm This is my third year here, and I keep hearing about the times at, at Southern Miss how loud the arena could get. And we're trying to get that back. As the, the trendy word now in the new Southern Miss, we are here. The new Southern Miss is here. These guys work hard every day, and this is a result of what they do. Um, we're reaping right now uh, what they sow every day in work, um, at work and in practice. So uh, we appreciate the support. Our guys love it. That's why Coach Ladner led, led them in just, they'll go thank, and they want to go thank the fans. Like they, They're looking forward to whatever get, every home game um, to have you guys out. So we appreciate it. Well, I want to say this before we let you go about Coach Ladner, because we all, we all know the heat that he took from some quote-unquote fans last year. But Jay Ladner, A, number one, is one of us. He's a Golden Eagle. Mm-hmm. Number two, he 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 earned and should have been given a reasonable amount of time to turn the program around. I'm glad that he got that time. And, Coach, I don't think there's any question that, that he's showing he's a basketball guy and he knows how to get this program back where it needs to be. Your thoughts? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, Coach Latner bleeds black and gold. He's a Southern Miss guy, like you said. He loves it. Um, he takes pride in leading this program. And it's just it, t- it takes a little time. Coach, I mean, being at this level is not easy. And we, it took some time. We got to find the right pieces and put the right pieces together. But he is more than capable of doing the job, man. And not only that, he's a great X's and O's guy um, and a uh, basketball coach, but he's a great mentor for these young men off the court. Um, and that speaks volumes to the type of guys that we have. And that's something we preach every day uh, for these young men. All right, Coach Carson, 8-0. and What do you say we go 16-0 and before we even yeah. think about uh, losing the game? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they got. Hey, we're going to try to do it. We got a really good set road test coming up against Northwestern on Saturday, and uh, but we're going to try to keep it going. We, we're working. All right, Coach. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. We're enjoying the ride. We appreciate it. Come on out and support us. All right, Isaiah Carson, assistant basketball coach. The women are in action tonight. We'll be talking to two of the Lady Eagles next as the Eagle Hour continues.
Pinnacle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank basketball coach Isaiah Carson. Uh, obviously, those guys are all feeling pretty good right now. 8-0, and oh, the uh, Eagles. And, uh, Nathan, you said that you think the game is actually Sunday against Northwest. Yeah, it's Sunday. Sunday at six, uh, 3 o'clock. And, and unfortunately, Bob, the demons of Northwestern State are are – much better in basketball than they are. Of course, he had much. nowhere to go because the football team stunk, but their basketball yeah, but team's pretty good. Yeah, but one of our football players from earlier this year, but they ain't played Southern they Miss. They ain't yet. played Southern Miss. <laughs> All right, women's basketball back in action tonight. They're 4-2 and two on the year. They'll take on Mississippi College. I, I was reading that they haven't played each other in a long time, but through the years have played a lot. Uh, the oldest series uh, that the Lady Eagles have, but has been dormant for quite a number of years, uh, Mississippi College is two and five, one and three of the Gulf South, and the Lady Eagles favored to win the game tonight. Two players that'll be a big part of tonight's game are Lauren Gross and uh, Malia Grayson. Had a chance to uh, talk to those young ladies uh, after practice yesterday. Malia Grayson's been injured uh, with concussions and uh, with ankle injuries, but trying to work her way back. Here's what she had to say about uh, this year's basketball team. Malia Grayson uh, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Malia, I know you've been struggling through some injuries and a, and a concussion. How close are you back to 100%? I'm getting there. It's just been hard with me trying to get back into that game shape that I was in before. But it's a, it's a, it's a strive to get there, so I just got to put in the work to be able to get back to that point. All right, tell us what happened to you. Uh, so I'll say the first the first injury I had probably about a month or month and a half ago, I ended up with a concussion, and I was out with that. Well, I played in the exo, exhibition game, and I was out with that about a month. Well, not a month, probably close to like three three and a half weeks. So I was out with that, and I didn't start I didn't start back playing until you know we played in that old Miss game. That was my first game actually back after that, and then in the old Miss game I actually tweaked my ankle, but I was fine. I was able to you know go back out play the rest of the game, and then the next day we had practice, and I ended up rolling it bad during practice, and I couldn't walk on it or anything. So then I was out for another week and a half, and then I ended up playing in the. Thanksgiving tournament, so that's where I'm at now. Well. Yes, sir. Must have felt pretty good. Yes, sir. I felt I felt pretty good. It's just trying. It's just trying to you know get back into that shape. Still on a bad bad ankle. It's just you just got to be able to push through things. How hard is it for you to be on the sidelines watching these other girls play? I'll say it was. It's very tough to be able to you know sit on the sideline, not be able to help contribute to the team. But at the end of the day, you just gotta. Just gotta accept what God is putting in place for you at the moment. So, just gotta just gotta take it step by step. All right, where is the team now in your eyes, and, and what do you think is ahead for this team? Uh, I'll say we we still have a lot to accomplish. We still have a lot of things to work on. But I can't say every game, game by game, we've been getting better with things that we didn't execute in one game, but the next game we are executing it really well. So I think just us keep building on what's going on. It's gonna help us get better. All right, what have you got to do to get back 100% and be the player that we all know you can be? Just having to do what I was doing during this, during to get in game shape as I was before, just putting in extra condition, extra work, putting up extra shots, different things to get me back in shape. So. All right, we're glad you're back. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, look, Grace said a great kid, great player, really important to the Lady Eagles. So her getting back to 100% will probably be a big part of how well this basketball team plays. Now, 
The next one I talked, I want to ask both of you guys this because she certainly did not pattern her career after me. I'm a five-year journalism graduate. It took me five years. Uh, so you're you're yep. in your fourth. Year. How long forth. did it take you, Kelly, to get your undergraduate degree? Well, anyway, what did this uh, what did this young lady have? have to All right, say? So Lauren Gross, Lauren Gross is the Trey Lowe of the basketball team. Mm. She's a fifth year college student. Get this, Nathan, working on her PhD. Jeez, and an athlete—that's something else, isn't it? Here's Lauren Gross. Lauren Gross on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Lauren, uh, glad to have you on the show. Your thoughts about where the basketball team is right now, and and how well you guys are progressing. I think we just made a huge step as a team um, with this weekend, this, this um, Thanksgiving tournament. Um, I think we started slower than I hoped we would have. Um, coming out, lost to Valpo, maybe not necessarily should have lost there. Um, but we've, we've cleaned up a lot of the things we need to work on. So I think this weekend was a huge step for us. Things have gotten a lot better since the trip to Oxford transition offense i think we're we're still making steps there we're still working there i think that's good transition defense the lamar game we finally proved we could play defense so i think one of the biggest things for us was we got to the end of games thinking man we can't guard we we're, or we're not guarding we can but we haven't been and i think lamar was when we finally proved we could guard well on a scale of one to ten how important is defense to your coach if, if 20, I mean 11, whatever you want. She, that's the biggest thing for her. And we're, we're a program, I've been here for four years, we're a program that's built on grit, on toughness, and that's defense. So it's something that we've needed to fix for her, for sure. Exciting time, though. New conference, uh, new opportunities. Uh, what's the mindset right now? I think it's a really exciting time for us. Um, right now, our, our mindset is fix the things we need to fix because whether we were in Conference USA or the Sun Belt, it doesn't matter. We have to play the best best basketball we can play in order to be good. And there's some good teams in the Sun Belt. So um, I think we have a good shot of being pretty good in the Sun Belt. But right now the, the mindset is to fix what we can fix and be the best team we can be. All right, so a few weeks ago I'm talking to Trey Lowe, the quarterback, okay. and I'm thinking this is remarkable. He's playing football here and working on a Ph.D. And lo and behold – I find out you're doing the same thing. Yeah, it's um, it's special for sure. Um, it's really cool. One, uh, you just getting all of that education paid for. I was talking to somebody today and just how, how much that will allow me to go in life after basketball. And that's why I'm here, honestly. I mean, I'm not going to go pro. So for me, it's about the education. Um, so it's really cool. It take, It's a lot of work, I'm not going to lie, but it's worth every second of it, I think. So here's the question. How do you get in graduate school in five years? Well, I've actually, I got in graduate school in three, so I, I did my undergrad in three years, and I did my, my master's degree in one, so this is year five, and so I just, um, with basketball, um, they, they've allowed us to take summer courses because we're here, and so I took as much as I could, and throughout the summer and every semester and and got it done i had some credits in high school as well so i've just i've never stopped i've, I've been school since i got here so you said you had a brother who's not quite kept pace with you in that regard <laughs> no he hasn't but he's he's doing incredible things whereas i'm pretty i got one thing i mean two things i'm playing basketball and going to school he's doing all kinds of stuff he's working for Ole miss um their broadcast team he's actually the voice of the of the delta state so he does that now so he's doing incredible things and he's he's definitely racking up the experience 
experience. So he's doing incredible. All right, you're working on a, de- a graduate degree I read in international management. Is that correct? International development. Yes, development. sir. All right, tell me what that is. This is the golden question. Um, it's a political science degree, but it's it's pretty much just you're you're going into different areas, whether it's finance politics, development, community, whatever you can, and you're developing things. So for me, I come from a sports management background, and I would like to study how you can go into communities, um, into maybe underserved communities or underserved nations, and use sports as a building tool. So um, I think this happens in some areas, but I think it could be used like such a force for good in the world. And so that's what I want to look at. I know the Olympics kind of does some stuff. FIFA does some development stuff, but just using sports as a tool to make the world a better place is kind of what I'm in. You do know you're the perfect example of the term student athlete. I, I hadn't thought about that, but I, I mean, hey, I, I do what I can with what I've been given. So. Well, congratulations. You're a great credit to the program. I know everybody here is happy to have you here. Best of luck to you ladies. Thank you so much. All right, Kelly, you dated a lot of young women like that when you were in college, right? Graduate school, their fourth year. Undergraduate, three years. Master's, knock it out in one year, working on your PhD. Education was important, but there was really just one trait that I looked for in a woman in college. Uh Total and utter desperation. Yes, right. Now, Nathan, you're a college student, so... When when you guys are out having a good time, oh, yeah. kids like Lauren Gross are at home studying. Yeah, am she, I correct? she's staying at home studying, doing those projects, putting the extra work in. I'm I'm, I'm out with the boys at Brewskies, you know. That's why it's four years for me. <laughs> we need to invoice Brewskies for that shot for that for that plug. Right there. Yeah, but uh, in all seriousness, isn't that the kind of kids you want in your program? I was just going to say one of the common threads with all the athletes now, it seems, at Southern Miss. All due respect to former athletes, but the ones now, uh, they really are students. They appear to be students first and athletes mm, second. Correct, correct. Um, the coaches, and this could be from you know Jeremy McLean on down, I'm guessing, but they're going to recruit quality of character. Mm. And that's why I always tell high school kids, because you know, I've coached youth baseball for 100 years, when you've got social media now, one of the first things that all coaches look at are your social media profiles and what you're posting. If you're posting pictures of being an idiot, Mm. you know, drinking beer and and flipping the bird and all that sort of... You you shouldn't be doing that if you want to play at the next level. Nope. But I'm I'm glad that all the people you seem to be interviewing, Bob, are just top-notch. Well, both of those young ladies certainly are. Malia Grayson and Lauren Gross. We wish them a lot of luck tonight. All right, when we come back... uh, the super intern and Patrick McGee will cry together as, <laughs> as the Saints are just down in flames. Talking about a team that needs some luck. Yeah. <laughs> the poor, pitiful New Orleans Saints. <laughs> the Saints are bad. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, this segment of the show is sponsored uh, by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to have lunch every day, just $9.95. Also, Campus Bookmark. 
on Hardy Street, which is obviously the place you've got to go for the Golden Eagles on your Christmas shopping list. Campus Bookmart, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Appreciate all they do for the Eagle Hour. You can hear our podcast every day on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour if, of course, you can't catch us live. Patrick McGee is, well, he's been with the show since it first started. He's with NOLA.com down in the Big Easy. Covers the New Orleans Saints, keeps us up to up to the minute. And Patrick, I'm going to ask you the question on the air. I ask you off the air. I'm watching the game Sunday afternoon, and and I'm wondering why are we not seeing Jamison Winston get an opportunity to get back on the field? You had some thoughts about that. Yeah, well, I don't think he's been healthy uh, since the early stage of the season. Um, he he talked here recently uh, about how he regretted. Uh, kind of rushing back for that Tampa game, and he just kind of came out more banged out, banged up. He's just um, he he's not right, and I, I'm just thinking the staff at this point doesn't think he can do better than Dalton. And and I know a lot of people want to point the finger at Andy Dalton after the shutout at San Francisco, but that was really one that kind of there were there were a lot of people to blame. You know, Camaro with the two fumbles. Uh, the Saints were in position to close it out, and that you know that 49ers de- or get into the end zone. Excuse me. And they, that 49ers defense was just really exceptional. They played very well. And, this, and the Saints, I, I'm somebody that doesn't point at the refs, but the Saints really were on the bad end of some um, of some calls that probably kept them off the scoreboard. Uh, there were just a lot of things that went wrong for the Saints. It just, it was just, it, it was something else every, you know, every other play. It was really a tough luck loss, uh, a game that the Saints were very much, much in going into the fourth quarter and they just couldn't get in the end zone. Will their coach be on the hot seat at the end of the year, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, every every week that passes where they lose, yeah, it increases the odds of that. Now, whether he'll get forced out, I'm not sure. But, there, it, you know, it, yeah, there's that chance. That's the best way I can put it. Um, but at this rate, I don't think he's in trouble at this point. Uh, they'll just have to ask, ask that question once the season is over with. And strange as it is, they're not <laughs> – out of the running in the division still. We keep saying that every week, but it's just hard to imagine uh, how they can possibly compete, uh, you know, uh, being here at eight losses at this point. All right, so Dennis Allen may or may not be back. Patrick, let's talk about other potentials may or may not be back. Jameis Winston, Mike Thomas. Thomas has been injured. Nobody disputes his talent, Mm -hmm. but he's not been very durable. Uh, So who do you think will be some guys, and this is all hypothetical and just for fun, but who do you think, just based on the Saints' current state of affairs, would probably be somewhere else next year, if anywhere? I mean, those are the two obvious, I think. I think Winston's most likely gone. He'll be somewhere else competing for his starting job. Uh, Thomas, you know, that'll be a wait and see. But, yeah, I think the odds are good that he's going to be somewhere else. Um, I don't know. You know, at some point they got to have to flirt with, you know, trades to move back up in the draft. They're really not in a strong position to get a, a high draft pick going in. So it would make sense to possibly trade in Alvin Kamara. Uh, Cameron Jordan is still playing at a very high level and, and could be a, you know, uh, could make an impact, you know, even at 10 years plus in the NFL. He's somebody, somebody else can want it. So there are a lot of names that could kind of come into the fold if they're sitting, you know, going into the offseason. Uh, they're a little, they're a little on the old side. So they realize they have to get younger. So at some point they have to start making some moves. Uh, to get more draft picks and bring in more uh, uh, younger names. And I think I know the way that you will answer this, and maybe Bob and, and Nathan would want to get in on this little question here too. If whoever winds up winning this dumpster fire of a division, 
probably would not go very far in the playoffs just based on on uh, you know, the regular season performances. Do you think the NFL would ever toy with the idea of if a division winner doesn't at least finish 500 or one game above 500, that they could have the option to put somebody else in that playoff spot or something to that effect? Yeah, I don't think so because, I mean, it, it could come down to where it's just a really, really tough division. You know, it, that could factor into that as well. Obviously, that's not the situation uh, uh, with these teams right now. But So, so no, I, I don't think anything would change. All right, let me set this up. Nathan, our intern here, is a big Saints fan. Indeed. Now, Nathan, here's a man that covers the Saints for a living. What would be the one question you would hope Patrick could answer for you about what you've seen this year? All right, so yeah, probably for me, you know, the whole, you know, DA is, that's an easy target, and I've, I have my opinions about DA, but what's your, what's your feelings of Pete Carmichael being on the team next year? Cause that, it feels like some, most of the offensive problems could uh, be pointed back to him. How do you feel about Pete Carmichael throughout this season? No, I, I don't, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the Saints were a top five offense yeah. in the NFL, exactly. statistically. Uh, so I, I I don't think it really falls on Carmichael as much. It's really problems across the board. I, it's it's, mm. a, it's a situation where it's really kind of hard to point the finger at anybody except yeah. for Dennis Allen. Yeah, uh, you've had you know, numerous uh, injuries. Uh, you haven't had Michael Thomas out there. I mean, you've had very good moments where that Saints offense they found a good recipe with you know running Dalton and mm. Taysom out there, but mm. you just. You know, the, the 49ers could just take that away. They're yeah. that good. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad matchup. It was a game I didn't expect them to win. But, you know, Carmichael, you don't give him an A, but you probably give him a C-plus or a B-minus. So that's that's kind of where I'd put Carmichael. Okay. Well, and there's no shame in losing to San Francisco. Yeah. I, I realize Philadelphia is yeah. getting all the press, but San Francisco, Patrick, is as mm. good as anybody in the NFC. Yeah, and, and that's a team I think that's going to do well in the in the postseason. Uh, with a defense like that, you had Christian McCaffrey there in the run game. Uh, Garoppolo's been pretty steady. You know, he's not going to blow you away, but he's he's proven to be a, a really solid quarterback that wins football games and can win playoff games. So I, if I, if I had to, to pick a favor right now for the Super Bowl and NFC, I would probably take the 49ers just uh, as good yeah. as they are on defense. I, you know, don't, I don't disagree. And as you look forward, the Saints have got the GOAT this weekend yeah. and, and the Buccaneers. Yeah. And look, in all fairness – if there's been a team that has been able to yep. collar the goat, it it's has been, been the Saints. It sure has. Yeah. Unexplicable, yeah. unexplicable almost, yeah. but yeah. the Saints seem to have his number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Saints are entering, entering a part of the schedule. They, they're coming out of a very uh, tough stretch on their schedule uh, with the Ravens and the 49ers here recently. But this, this enters a stretch where the Saints should be more competitive. And we've all just been waiting for the Saints to finally do that uh, get that stretch together where they could win three or four ball games, but they've got Tampa, Atlanta, Cleveland. Uh, then you got you got to go to uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's you know a, a pretty much a guaranteed loss, and then you host Carolina finale. So you're looking at four or five games that the Saints could potentially win. It's not out of the stretch of imagination, but do I expect them to? <laughs> no. <laughs> so do the Saints? You think in the offseason do they go after drafting a, a, a development quarterback, or do they go try to find? Somebody that's already in the league, Patrick, that can step in immediately and help them. Well, I, I think they would probably go young at quarterback. I think they would, you know, maybe uh, if, there, if if the Patriots want to put Mac Jones or something like that. I don't think they will. Uh, there might be young quarterbacks available that have kind of proven themselves uh, that the Saints might go after. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they would probably look to the draft as possibly taking the guy. Uh, you have Dalton on contract, I believe, for one more season. 
Uh, so you have him around, in, you know, in case you want a little security, and you can kind of build around him. You know, if you have a healthy offense on the field next season, Dalton's the guy that can probably move the ball a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they go young at quarterback, whether it's a uh, a younger guy that's out there that's going to be available, or they draft. Yeah. Well, Bob, you could always go with Jack Abraham. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he's looking for another in the seventh <laughs> year. So, we're talking. We're talking young quarterback. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like 35 yeah. at this point. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, look, uh, just about a minute and a half left, and I'm kind of put you on the spot here. You're in New Orleans, and we're hearing these rumors about uh, Tulane's uh, coach Fritz going off to another school and. Tulane coming after Will Hall. I mean, this is just all real speculation. But is there any movement down there that Willie Fritz is actually leaving Tulane, Patrick? Um, well, I mean, it, it, here in the last twenty four hours, it was reported that Georgia Tech's just going to elevate the interim guy who did who did a very good job this season uh, once he took over. Um, so Fritz is going to Georgia Tech, which I thought would be a very good fit for him. But it seems like Georgia Tech's kind of accidentally uh, found a coach uh, just for the interim guy doing such a good job there. Um, but at the point, at this point, I think uh, we see stability with Fritz staying on Tulane. Not to say that you know somebody else can't come calling. Uh, I, you know, maybe a Colorado. You know, if, if they can't get their guy, you know, uh, that could be an interesting one. I don't think so. I think Fritz would probably—he's a Southeast guy. He would probably stay somewhere in this area. But no, I, at this point, no, I don't expect movement. But things can change next week. Did anybody expect Tulane to be this good, Patrick? You know, it, I, I was stunned that they went. They they lost two games last year because I thought they had players. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Spears, the running back, is very good. I, I saw him against Southern Miss, I think, his freshman year, and he got hurt in that game. Now, I remember being impressed with him as a freshman. Uh, there, there were good pieces. You you thought this team could be competitive, but I just thought as a staff, they probably couldn't get it done. So I think they've ex- exceeded expectations. They're a good, sound football team across the board. Uh, you know, I don't I don't really – I think the UCF, UCF game is kind of a toss-up. Uh, but if they win that game, shoot, they're probably in the Cotton Bowl. Wow! And and you know that. Willie Fritz has been a winner everywhere he's been. I yeah. mean, this is a Southern Miss right. show, but but I'm just yeah. saying he's he's really solid. Yeah, Southern Miss had a shot to hire him at one point. They did. Uh, he was a, he interviewed and they, they passed him over. Bye, right, Patrick. We appreciate you, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, Nola.com. Eagle Hour on the road tomorrow. Ramey Motors and Purvis were the greatest baseball player in the history of Purvis High School. Well. Be appearing. Dakota Baker, just ask him. No He'll question. tell you. Okay. Always look forward to being at Ramey's. Luke will be down there with Michael Bergens. We'll be back. Wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour Day. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Quick reminder again, we will be on the road tomorrow. We'll be down at Ramey Motors in Purvis. Luke and Michael Mergens uh, will be down there for that. Kelly, you're going to have some. Uh, Get some player interviews for us that we'll have on the show tomorrow. Is that correct? Yeah, going to go to practice tomorrow morning, and uh, uh, I've got to be in the ATL this weekend. Like I said, I'm, I'm hanging out with Bad Bunny and the guys this weekend. Mm. Uh, mm. Some of my other hip hop friends, yeah, in the ATL this weekend. So we'll get those taken care of and, and get them to you before I 
hop the jet headed to the private, a- private jet pirates no headed to the ATL. Yeah, private jet, no doubt, right? Yeah, well, you know, you know, my boy Bad Bunny's up for like eleven video music awards ah, this yeah. year. I know you're a big hip hop fan, Bob. I, I love Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go listen to an album when I get off. <laughs> no, they don't call them looks like albums anymore, guy, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> He wanted the bad sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. Thank God it has nothing to do with bad money. <laughs> it is a great place to take your children. It's a great place. Uh, really, a lot of great Christmas gift ideas. Yeah. Got a big, big pro shop there. That you, I'm sure get gift certificates for training, uh, for batting cages, for all of those sorts of stuff. Kelly, that's a heck of a training facility for baseball and softball. It, it is. And, you know, if you had, uh, you know, baseball practice scheduled for today, the sun is shining, but you're not going to get on the field after all the rain right. took last um, night. Temperatures are going to start plummeting again. So at D1, you don't ever have to worry about the weather. It's no. always sunny and 70 degrees in there. So. Great staff. D1, D-Bat, Hardy Street, Hattiesburg. Also want to thank Mo Bay Beignet for being the official Beignet sponsor of the Super Talk Eagle Hour and now the official spot of the uh, – Luke Johnson performance, six beignets mm. in, he say, two minutes and 48 seconds yesterday. Uh, champ. Yeah. That, that, that was pretty good. I got to tell you. And I look, I, I didn't sandbag. I was going to really good. But when I took the bite of the first beignet and realized how truly delicious and sumptuous ah. it was. I wanted to take my time and savor the flavor. That's what it was. Now, yeah. in your defense, you did eat all six. It, it did. just took you a little longer. Well, when I ate, well, I ate more than six. But yeah, got but, another six after this. You six. believe this stuff, Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you believe this stuff? How about the Golden Eagle basketball team? I'm glad. I'm glad you guys mentioned too about the players going up in the stands last night because they it was didn't. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they didn't just go up with the students. They went up with all of us John Q. Publics up there too. You know, when we're shaking hands, signing autographs, taking pictures. The with, old guy section. Is what yeah, that's said. right. Because right. they know we we're not very mobile. Right, so, so they. Co- I noticed that about you last. Yeah, so so they come up to us and taking pictures and and sign, which is really a classy thing to do. It was, but they're going to Natchitoches on on Sunday to take on the demons. Now I know because the the demon football team came in here this year and was six kinds of terrible. Mm-hmm. Right, this basketball team, Mike McConathy, who was the head basketball coach there for like twenty eight years or whatever, he retired last year. They got a young new staff in there. They're rebuilding. They're off to a good start. They beat 15th-ranked TCU. Um, so this this is a, a pretty good Northwestern State team. Now, it's not that Southern can't can't beat them, but I'm just saying they're, they're pretty decent. The Prather Coliseum, by the way, where they're playing this game, was the last place that Jim Croce performed. He, really? Yeah, he died in a plane crash leaving Natchitoches yeah. after that. Do you have any idea who he's talking about? Nope, Nathan? nope. Half the time, I don't know anybody. Y'all you can about. Google him. I'll Google him. You know Bad Bunny. I do know Bad Bunny. I do know Bad Bunny. <sighs> so at any rate, you know this this will be a good test for the Eagles. But then then they got the games with Lamar. Mm. Uh, what I'm saying is, you joked with with Coach Carson earlier, Bob, about being 16 and 0. This team. They could be close to 12 or 13 and 0 before they even get into conference play. That is amazing. And the number that the NCAA tournament under normal circumstances looks at is about 22 to 23 wins. Well, if you've got 13 wins before you ever even start conference play, Mm. you're sitting in pretty good shape. Although we Mm -hmm. know that being in the Sun Belt, you're going to have to win the tournament because by all practical purposes, it's a one-bid league. You realize that last night – they surpassed the number of wins they had the entire mm. season last year. And only took eight games. <laughs> right. and, and Crazy. Four two turnovers. I defi- I'd like to know any other college team this mm. year 
that has played in any game yeah, in Division and, and I that's I only turned say, it over four times. I would, times. too, say, Kelly, four turnovers against a good basketball team. Yes, I think Montana size. was a good basketball mm-hmm. team. Yeah, the size was, was going to be a problem, but the, but the Eagles you know, dealt with it. They just uh, dish that ball around. And I think you got to see, you know, we all got to see Felipe Hase last night mm. and the special skill set that that guy has. Mm. You know, big guy shooting threes. Crowley, too. Let's not forget him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a big, big addition he's to the basketball. He's such a good there. scorer, man. Yeah. Such a good scorer. So, and it is good to see the, the crowd get back out there. And, and even in a circumstance where they had an excuse, yeah. oh, the weather's bad. Yeah, and, there was a good crowd yeah, for that. Luckily, in our area, it wasn't. And great but, to see the students. So many students yes. there. They, yes. they really brought the juice. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it was Greek that. night last night. Ah, okay. I got you. All right, Lady Eagles uh, in the arena tonight. They'll take on Mississippi College. That is a 6 p.m. tip-off. We want you to be there uh, to support them. Mm-hmm. If you can't, uh, you can hear it on the radio. Also on ESPN Plus with the Lee Roberts, our buddy Lee Roberts. I think he's doing a great job. He's doing a great way. job. And the, the volleyball team, of course, opens in the MVIC, that uh, which yep. is like the NIT for volleyball. They open tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're playing at Troy against Alabama State, I think, in the in the first round. If they win and Troy wins, there'd be a Sun Belt matchup in the second round. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Nathan's going to go Google Jim Crochet. Yep, first goal after this. Uh, we're trying to educate him as much as we can before his internship ends. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've learned at this internship is musicians. And while you Google Jim Crochet, he'll be Googling Bad Bunny. Right? <laughs> yeah. Correct. And we'll be going to Ramey Motors in Purvis tomorrow. Until then, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.